0: Everybody, welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. This is your host Wayne Hillier. Today is June 10th. June 10th, and uh, we're broadcasting live from the Edmonton area. Looks like weather is going to be a high of 21 today, and it's apparently raining right now. But I can't really see the, the window coverings are, are blocking it, but. Apparently it's 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 raining in the Edmonton area uh, I hate doing morning shows by myself <sighs> my co-host my lovely wife is um taking care of our daughter uh again um yeah morning shows are very difficult because uh normally I I, I get my coffee sips in when she's talking and we just kind of trade off a little bit Plus, just it's just easier talking to someone else um, than just hearing your voice and 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 trying to fill an hour um, full of silence. So, but I'm gonna do my best. Uh, I've got a lot of great questions and topics that uh, I've kind of been holding onto this week, or at least the last few days. Um, Questions that we had in our uh, Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook page that I thought would be much better for conversation here <clears throat> conversation or uh i guess just one-sided discussion because it's just me um <laughs> uh also i got a, a couple private messages dms and emails um from listeners who had some questions as well so we'll get into those uh shortly just wanted to say good morning to everybody who's joining us live here like i said we're live every morning monday through friday at 6 a.m all i got to do is download the podbean app and uh and and subscribe to the real in investing morning show. Um, you can listen in live on this app, which is, it, it's, it's very cool. I don't think we, <clears throat> I don't think we give it enough credit. There's, there's, there's no other podcasts that are, uh, that are live every morning. And, um, if you download this app and listen in live, you can, um, you can get involved in the chat. There's a chat box there. You can see everybody who's here saying good morning. Um, as well there's a call in button and you can click the call in button and Ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free. Free coaching every morning. This is why we do it. We do it, you know, to, to answer your questions every morning so you can get the assurance that you need, get the answers that you need so that you can go and take action every single day. Um, speaking of action, <clears throat> there is a date coming up in June. I believe it's June Twenty first or twenty second? See if I can find it here. Oh, it's it's in here somewhere. Dang it! Okay, I will find it and I will let you guys know. But um, three months ago, um, we had a little discussion about uh, taking action. And I put it in the calendar. Uh, this is terrible. Why don't I even open my mouth if I don't have it with me? Okay, I'm just going to completely ignore that. And I'll talk about when I got my wife and I'm pre- better prepared. We were talking about taking action. And, and um, I set a date in the calendar so that we could look back on the previous dates and see how much, um, how much action you've taken. How much progress and growth you've had in that period of time. But I just can't seem to find the... Um, yeah, the the date in which I'm supposed to do that, it's got to be at the end of uh, June here, summer. But, anyways, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to um, doing a little bit of reflection on the last three months um, to see where everybody's at. Who's actually who's actually moved the needle, and who's in the exact same spot that they were when we first discussed it. Um, I think I think reflection is, is is good. I think it's good to um, audit your growth. It's good to audit, um, your excuses, your bullshit. Um, that way it, it you're holding yourself accountable because we don't necessarily, we normally, we just wake up every day and we do the same routine, same dance over and over and over again. And then something happens. You're like, Oh man, I don't like this life. I want something different. Um, so I, I always, I implement a lot of, you know, um, reflection in my life on a, on a, on a pretty normal basis um, to make sure that I'm doing the things that I say I'm going to do, and also I'm um, holding myself accountable. If I'm not moving the needle enough, if I'm not growing enough, so. Uh, anyways, went off on a side note there. See, normally I would have my co-host to reel me back in, but now I'm finding myself trying to reel myself myself in, which is extremely difficult. I um, just want to say good morning to everybody that uh, that showed up here. We've got Patrick's here, Kirsten's here, Elry's here. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Ryan, Carlos, Kathleen, Tammy, Robbie, Francis, Denis, Matt. How's it going, buddy? Tony, the new listener. I don't know much about you, Tony. Um, Tony, let me know a little bit about yourself. Joey's here. Joey, what a freaking great day for your first episode you just got me rambling trying to make sense of stuff. <laughs> uh I actually I just I just met Joey last night and I told him, "Hey man, you got to you got to check out this podcast and um I'm sorry, it's absolute garbage. Absolute garbage this morning. Um but we'll be getting into some stuff here shortly. Uh Jessica's here. Good morning, Jessica. Leo is here. Who else we got? Tons of people. Chris is here, Cody's here. Oh God, the list goes on. Um, uh, Patrick's actually, actually got a quick quick question for me right away and says, any recommendations for lenders who finance construction loans for development? That's a great question. Um, tons. Now, none that like, I won't recommend a company unless I've actually used one and, and I've never financed construction loans. So um, I don't have any recommendations for like companies that I've used, but um I'd recommend starting with a broker. I mean, there's a lot of the... um, Probably stay away from like the the A lenders and the conventional lenders and just go to like, you know, the side banks, like, I'm going to butcher this, but like, um, look into like um, credit unions, uh, look into like uh, Canadian Western Bank, look into... uh, there's that other one I can't. Oh man, I'm bringing it right now. Um, but but honestly, again, like just if you've got a good if you've got a good mortgage broker, um, like a good one that that you work with on a regular basis, that, you know, you got a good relationship with, even if they can't, um, even if they can't represent you because they won't get reimbursed, and maybe they'll ask for you know you to pay the fee. At the very least, if you've got a good mortgage broker, they'll tell you which banks to go to. Um, if someone, if you've got someone good on your team, they will. They'll be good and 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 tell you who to talk to. Um, but there's 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 definitely lots. But I don't have any recommendations because um, I can't recommend something that I've never used. Um, okay, a couple upcoming events here. Uh, I'm going to get through real quickly, and then I'm going to get into these questions. This Friday, is that today? Yes, that's tonight. (laughs) Tonight uh, we got our Friday live training, free Friday Friday live training every Friday in our Facebook group, Real Estate Investing Masters. Um, This this training tonight at six PM. We are going to be covering spring maintenance steps. Slightly late, you know. We're delayed by a couple weeks. You know, you probably should have done this weeks ago um, when everything was melting, but uh, better late than never get on that quarterly inspection, uh, on your rental properties. I'm going to be going over all the different, uh, tips and tricks for, uh, for maintenance to make sure that, uh, you're, you're not, uh, so you don't have to have any repairs, right? There's a lot of things you need to do in the spring. A lot of things you need to do in the summer and the fall. So we're going to go over that tonight. Uh, join us in the real estate investing masters Facebook group. Um, Kirsten in the comments here says right now you're scooping up an impressive amount of fix and flips. Will you guys, (laughs) thank you. Um, uh, will you guys continue on like you have been when your renovation completion dates start to fall in winter when it's harder to sell? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, my goals for my business, our goals for our business are, are to do five at a time. Um, now that's that's like a beginner goal for me, personally. Um, I don't like I don't like limiting myself because if another amazing deal comes up, I'm not going to be like, oh no, I can't do it. This one, I only do five. No, we're we're building a business and a team um, that can handle as many as we want. Um, that's the goal. Is I will do as many deals as 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 uh, as present themselves, and so long that it doesn't interfere with, um, with my daily routine and, um, my, my, myself and Gabby, uh, she would say this as well, if she were here, um, we, we, we built, we built a life, the uh, and, and a daily routine that's, that supports us and that fulfills us. So, um, the second it starts affecting our days and we're not being fulfilled, then I'll, then I'll reel it back in. Um, now there, we're in, we're in a bit of a stage of growth right now, so, Anytime you're building a new business it's not like it's just you, you turn the key and it's it's you know oh, turnkey um, it does take time to build up a team it does take time to build up um, systems so that it can be automated so that we we don't have to be involved in the day-to-day uh, but we are very 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 close as I, as I've mentioned before we have seven flips on the go right now and um, best way to 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 learn is to challenge yourself so when I said five, I went for seven and I'm sure if another one came up today, I'd probably buy it. That's between you, uh, you guys and me though. Cause I would never tell Gabby that. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, as we come into fall and winter, it's, it's the same, same. Um, you know, if you're going to be buying something in October and the renovation time is 10 weeks, <clears throat> that's not too bad. October, October, November, are probably the worst times. Because trying to list a property in November, December, and January are terrible, terrible. Um, no one's buying in November, December, or January. Uh, it's holiday season, especially December and January. It's holiday season. No one's going out looking for properties and thinking about moving on on January third. No one wants to move in the in the middle of cold Edmonton winter, or cold Ontario winter, or BC winter. Um. It's just no one's looking at that particular time. So uh, your, your buyer pool is significantly less. And we understand that that just means that we just need to account for a longer, um, a longer time on market. But our approach and our strategy to our, to our flips is, is to be the best one on the street. So, so long as you are wowing them with your renovations, and you're the best one on the market. There are still buyers, and we want to make sure that we're the first choice. We want to make sure that when someone's going out, you know, the handful of people that are looking for a single-family home or a townhouse or whatever, a new home, in the middle of December, uh, of the ten properties that they go and look at, we want to make sure that that ours is the one that's memorable, um, and that helps. However, we do factor in, you know. Uh, the, we do consider uh, the fact that it's going to sit on the market a little bit longer and if that's the case obviously for a, each, each and every 30 days it sits empty that comes at a cost to us we just make sure we um, we consider that when we're making our offer and that we have a decent enough spread on the profit so that it covers that so um, yeah we'll continue to keep putting offers in uh, another another uh, note to add on to that is that uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of good deals in around that October, November, December, January for me to buy. Um, Typically, uh, the homes that we're buying are, need some work, right? And we talk about the smell of money talking about like, you know, animal smells, feces, urine cigarette stains, you know what I mean? Like the real stinky ones, um, mold. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's what we're looking for. And, um, and people in those situations, uh, who need to sell fast, um, they don't wait until the spring to sell. They sell when they need to sell. Um, so whenever there's an opportunity for a home like that where we can get a really good deal because it's in really bad shape like we're looking for the ones that are really bad shape if a really if one in really bad shape comes up in in november or december yeah i'm going to buy it because those opportunities they're not always there every day you have to find them and when an opportunity presents itself you know you you jump on it regardless of what month it is so long as the numbers work so there are a lot of good deals in in those months because uh, just as there is not a whole lot of home buyers buying in those months, a lot of investors are the same way. They don't want to buy in September, October, November, December because they're like, oh, no, my renovations or you know, timeline. is It's going to line up perfectly for January 2nd, and I don't want to be selling in January 2nd. So there's opportunities there for me to get in where no one else is looking, right? So, um. Um, Joey, I see your question there. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna save it here because um, there's a couple questions I want to answer first, um, but I definitely will get to it. Uh, I get through the rest of the questions here. Uh, Kirsten says you bumped it up from four at a time. Way to go! Uh, yeah, I, th- I probably said four at a time or five at a time. I don't know <laughs> who knows. Um, sometimes I just put numbers out there just to make Gabby feel better. <laughs> um I, I think that uh you, you most most of our listeners know know myself and Gabby well enough and and, and know because we're no absolute open book. Like there's we're not hiding anything from you. Um we literally share what we do every day, every morning. Um and I uh I don't like saying this. I normally, I would pass this off to Gabby to say something like this. Cause I don't like talking about myself in this, in this manner, but I'm fearless. Like I, I, I I'm not scared of anything. Like I, I could totally say I'm going to do 10 flips now. And I would go do 10 flips. And it's not a matter of like, Oh no, what, what if this happens? It's just a matter of like, how, you know what I mean? Who do I need to find? You know, when we, when we ramped it up to five, I said, uh, uh, our regular contractor's not going to be able to do this so we're going to need to we're going to need to move up and we're going to need to find a construction company who can handle this and I started listing all the different things that I need in a construction company uh, in order to support our business and and our our desire to to scale and some of those things were experience um character uh obviously size of the company they need to be able to it needs to be sustainable so they need to be able to uh, grow with us they need to be able to have enough contractors so that our timelines aren't affected um, I said character because um, I want to make sure that our values are aligned I want to make sure that when um, that they're easy to deal with right uh, and and lastly um, one of the other things one of the many things on the list but one of the most important was uh, their desire to scale as well their ambition I wanted to make sure that if I'm saying that It's five, but truthfully, I want to make it as many as possible because I want this to be a profitable business and I want it to be hands off. I also want them to have the exact same expectations as well. I want them to be, I want to know, hey, what's your ceiling? What's your limit? What's the most for you guys? What do you guys want most? Like what's, what's, what's the most that you want to do? Right. And their ambition was very similar and drive was very similar to mine. So therefore I knew that as I scale, they are going to, they're going to equally, they want to scale just as much as I do. And so that makes for a good partnership. That makes for a good collaboration because as they support me, I support them and it's win-win. So, uh, yeah, it's, it it was just a, that that's, that's what needed to be done. Um, so it's, uh. but that that's um that's difficult for for Gabby and I'm not saying this just like in a mean way because she's not here it's just it's um Gabby and I are built differently no one's better than the other one it's just that that's actually some might say that I'm I'm from her perspective I might seem reckless um but from my perspective I just see it as a as as a desire to grow and to be the best um but it can be reckless at times um considering, uh, the, the approach, the approach of just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And then I'll figure it out can be dangerous sometimes uh, if it doesn't work out because you're relying on others. If it were just myself that I were relying on, it would be very easy because I would do everything that I say I'm going to do. But when you're relying on others to do things, like for example, if this construction company that we're collaborating with, if they just called me up one day and say, Hey, this is too much. And you know, we're not interested anymore. I'd be screwed. So that's that's kind of reckless. I'm, I'm 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 relying on one one set of people, one company, to to support me. And then I don't necessarily. I mean, I would see here um, if they if they backed out on me, I wouldn't have anyone. So, but my belief is that I would find someone. I believe that. That's that's you know what I mean. It's not. I think I will find someone. I I know I will find someone, but that's not guaranteed. And from from the perspective of someone else that might seem reckless, right? But from my perspective, I'm just like, well, I can't have someone lined up. You know what I mean? I can't call other construction companies and say, hey, if these guys back out or they don't do what they say they're gonna do, you're my next one. Can you, can I please, you know, can you please wait? No, it's not gonna happen. Scroll into the comments here. Um, Chris had uh, said, if the flip doesn't, work in terms of selling on time. How about turning it into a burr instead? <clears throat>
1: uh,
0: personally, I'm not looking for any more rental properties. Uh, so I mean, for anyone else, you could definitely do that if the numbers worked. However, uh, when we talked about earlier about, you know, Gabrielle, Gabby and I building the, the life that we want. And that does not include any more rental properties at this time, we actually were scaling back slightly. Um, I said, uh, I said it a moment ago. It's as it, when it starts to affect our daily routine and our fulfillment, that's when I stop and, uh, managing rental properties and even having property managers on rental properties, uh, it eats up a lot of energy. <clears throat> so we found a sweet spot of how many we want and we're just gonna, you know, that's our investment. Um, Rental properties are a great long-term investment, but uh, there, there's so many things that can happen that do happen, which are which are fine, but they, they tend to eat up energy, and uh, when it eats up your you know your time and your energy, it um it not only affects you know your daily routine like oh no I can't go to my kids gymnastics on Saturday, but also it like even if I am going to my kids gymnastics on Saturday, I'm not really there. You know what I mean? I'm there, but what am am I watching or am I down on my phone or am I watching and I'm just not even paying attention because I'm trying to solve some fire, some problem and putting out some fire. Um, I'm going to be very cautious of how much you take on. There's only so much bandwidth that you have. And when you're running different businesses, um, trying to solve different problems all at the same time in your head, uh, even though you may not be using that much, not, you might not might not be taking up too much of your time. You're not present when you're supposed to be. So, uh, with that being said, um, that's that's why we've decided um, to not. Th- that's our decision. Our decision it has nothing to do with the market. It has nothing to do with you. Our decision because we're conscious and we make intentional decisions. Our decision is to not take on any more rental properties. So that wouldn't work for us. Um, Additionally, if it were you and you, you're having trouble selling it and you wanted to burr it to yourself, just make sure the numbers work because whenever you burr it, there is, there's a refinance and a rent portion in a burr, right? And you need to make sure that when you refinance it, your mortgage payments, property taxes, and all of the expenses um, are less than the rent, the market rent that you're going to get for that property. And typically, when I buy a rental property, I approach it from a completely different perspective and analyzation than I would for a flip. I buy specific properties to renovate and sell um, because it makes sense to renovate and sell. I buy other properties specifically for rentals because it makes sense to rent those. Not every piece of real estate makes a good rental property. Actually, 90 to 95% of properties are not good for rental properties, but people still buy them. There's a specific type of investment property type (laughs) that works for each market, and you need to figure out what that is for your market. When you're analyzing your market, you need to figure out which property type works specifically for your area. Edmonton for example the best number wise on paper is always and will always will be the the house with a secondary suite the numbers just work right they cash flow however two bedroom apartment units do not work condo fees are way too high property taxes are whatever but the rent is too low it doesn't cover it when you look at the bottom line, when you look at your revenue and and, and, and you're returning your investment, it's absolute garbage and it's high risk. So just don't touch it. But even if you got an amazing deal with like an agreement for sale where the seller going to finance it for, for 12 years and it's zero money down, but it's negative $400 a month in cash flow, it's not a good idea. It's negative $400 a month in cash flow and your mortgage paydown is only 150. Do the math. It doesn't work. right? So. But that might have made sense to flip it you know as a flip, depending on your market so when I'm flipping a property and I'm selling it for five hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I just know already that by flipping it um to an eighty percent sorry burring it and and adding it to my portfolio, I know for a fact just because I've done the math a million times it will not cash flow also you don't want to be adding a newly renovated property, which you just spent a hundred and some odd thousand dollars on the renovation to like high-end renovation. You don't want to add it to your portfolio and have it as, you know, having a tenant live in it because there's going to be scuffs and scrapes and all those normal wear and tear that come with rental properties. If you try and sell that thing in six to 12 months, you're going to be replacing all your cabinets and your doors and repainting and stuff. And When it comes time to relist it, it's like, It's not in in the same high-end condition that it was before. You're almost better off taking a loss and moving on. Sell it for less, be done with it, consider it a loss, move on to the next property, start making profits again. There's going to be lemons from time to time. One in 20, one in 10, whatever whatever percentage you want to use. Some properties are going to hit and some properties are going to miss, which is fine as long as you're doing volume at the end of the year when you look at your... You know, your your yearly statements, income statements, how did you do? Did you make money? It doesn't matter that one lost $20,000, who gives a shit? Because you made $400,000 on the other ones. So that's my approach on that. <clears throat> uh, before I go further with these uh, questions and comments, um, I did, I forgot to mention that we just announced it yesterday. Um, our monthly advanced workshop. <laughs> okay, so... Uh June 26th, Sunday, June 26th, uh, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's a full day uh, advanced real estate investing workshop. We're going to be covering building your brand, building your REI brand. So, this is going to, we're going to be covering how to build a social media presence, how to establish yourself as an expert in the industry. Uh, talked about this a million times. It, it, it's so much more than posting a piece of content on Facebook or Instagram every day. It is, it is so much more. It's so much more than starting a YouTube channel or, or, or a podcast and, and talking about your deals, okay? the Look at anyone who's doing anything in your market. Look at all of your heroes that you listen to. They've all built a brand, okay? And it's not necessarily a logo or a gimmick or a real estate investor dad. What it is is a brand of just, your brand is you. <clears throat> Okay, and what do people say about your brand when you're not around, right? When, it's, when there's an opportunity available, <coughs> excuse me, when there's an opportunity available and you've got a great deal and someone else has a great deal, who do they do the deal with? A lot of times they'll do the deal with the person that they trust the most as opposed to the deal that makes the most sense, right? Because when people are thinking about opportunities, about investing, about um, all that stuff, they're they're, they're basing their decisions, most people, on emotions as opposed to logic. Right? Which one feels right? Who do I trust more? And by building a strong brand as a reputable real estate investor, opportunities are going to fucking flood to you. Okay? Okay you you wonder why i take a deep breath and i exhale whenever someone says how do you find joint venture partners or how do i how do i get my next deal how do i how do i do this how do i do this what's your what's your tips for for negotiating what's your tips for you know when a joint venture says this <clears throat> because i have to give you a bullshit answer that's why i exhale because the truth the truth is is that no one ever asks me those questions they don't No one ever says, why do you get 50%? They don't. They don't ask me that because they trust me. You know what I mean? I've established myself as an expert, and no one ever says things like that to me. All right? I don't look for joint venture opportunities or joint venture partners. People come to me. Deals literally come to me because I am who I am. That did not happen by accident. It didn't happen just because someone heard that, oh, Wayne and Gabby have lots of properties or Wayne and Gabby have a podcast. No, it's because we've been working on that for the last six years. We've been building this brand as a reputable, trustable couple in the industry. And whenever everyone has a question in the Alberta area, and a lot of times Canada, they ask us. And whenever somebody wants to do their first deal, they ask us, right? That was all built six years ago. I'm being completely open and transparent with you guys because I could just keep this to myself and continue winning, right? I'm not trying to sound cocky, but like, you know, continue to keep winning and getting opportunities coming towards us. But the truth is, is that that was built and you can build that too if you're just willing to get your head out of your ass and actually take some action and put yourself out there. And that's what this workshop's all about. Okay. we're literally going to show you how to build yourself a reputable brand so that opportunities come to you and you're not sitting there twiddling your thumbs trying to and you know clicking your feet together trying to ask someone to do a joint venture with you right this is the, this is the secret sauce we've never done a course like this not a full uh, now we've talked on the discussion maybe for 20 minutes or the topic for 20 minutes here and there but we've never done a full day workshop on it so we're going to literally show you how to build it from from zero to hero, like like the whole exactly how to do it. So, if that's something that you're interested in, yes, that's June 26th, Sunday. Yeah, and yes, it costs money. <laughs> you know, three people messaged me yesterday, saying, yesterday saying what, "Why do I have to pay? Everything else is free." I I don't even know I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> if if you if you're expecting everything to be free and you're expecting to you know to to reach whatever your your level of success is by by just you know coasting and hoping that someone'll tell give you all the answers I mean eventually eventually you're going to have to invest some money into yourself and at this cost it's an absolute steal and there's actually one thing I want to add in there is that anyone listening today um I'm going to give you guys a discount code for 50% off if that's something that you're worried about Um, I'm going to give you guys a discount code for everyone who listens to the morning show, use the discount code morning show, all lowercase letters and you'll get 50% off. Okay. Um, also as well for all, for anyone and and everyone within our master's mentorship group, um, you guys all get that for free. So all the monthly advanced workshops are free when you're in the REI master's mentorship program. So, um, we got a discount code for you guys. Just check the Facebook group. Um, you guys get in for free on all of them for everyone else listening to the morning show. We're going to give you 50% off. Tell your friends. Okay. T- tell your other, you know, real estate investor friends that are struggling to raise joint venture capital, struggling to find deals. Let them know that this is on. I'm telling you right now. It is literally the secret sauce to real estate investing or to growing any business in general, being an industry expert. I promise you. Okay. That's all that I'm going to say about that. Um, Wilson had clicked the button to call in. I don't know if Wilson really wants to talk or whether his finger just slipped. So I'm just going to read this next thing. And uh, Wilson, in the comments below, let me know if it is. Uh, no, screw it. I'll just invite you in. See if you're actually there. Good morning. Good morning, Wilson. How's it going, buddy? Man, excellent. You? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm doing good. <laughs> I can About- imagine. I <laughs> know.
1: What's going on, Listen, like? Yeah, so I just wanted to call just because uh, I, I do want to, um, and it's not, <laughs> I'm not getting paid to say this or anything like that, but Wayne, you know that when we were doing the coaching um, earlier at the beginning of the year, you did give us tips on, on how to brand and, and this and that, right? All you're teaching right now in the Masters. And I can say, I can test if I can, I can give word of faith that it does work <laughs> um you know i don't know if you know how many we have but ever since you know we started following your advice we have now five joint ventures uh on the go and not, all i didn't of- know that good for you yeah. man. you don't share it often enough <laughs> that's awesome because i'm so busy i know and i have to i have to split into more branding because that's one of the that's one of the things right um mm-hmm. you, you, if you stop branding you can see the 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 effect going down um right now i'm in toronto i'm on my way to go meet another potential jv but here's what i wanted to say is that none of these people have come by me asking them hey do you want to are you looking for a joint venture hey do you want to invest in alberta instead all all we're doing is following your steps which i'm not gonna bring them up here and people (laughs) do reach out this way or they just come to me and ask hey you know I like what you I like what I see. I like what you're doing. I like all of this, which they wouldn't have known otherwise if I wasn't uh, out there putting myself out there. You know, absolutely, um, absolutely. And one of the things that I that I think that if you if you're new, one of the things I'm gonna say is if you're new uh, and you're like, well, I don't know how to bring value, so I'm just gonna ask, how can I bring you value? That doesn't work. Instead get yourself mixed up with the people who are doing this for example i'm going to give a clear example and something out of gratitude that i also have is sakaya we're in toronto we need to serve when we we have a viewing in one of the rentals we have to deliver a notice um at one of our rentals so we ask sakaya can you help us He's more than glad to help the process that of, of him going through that being um Finding friction with the tenants, uh, seeing what tenants have to say, seeing all the stuff that we landers don't really like to talk about, share because it's shitty. He's spacing it. And all I said to him is, listen, I I would normally apologize for what you went through, but this is what it is. And this is what you can bring to people who don't want to invest. Yes. So if if you're going to get started and you don't know how to bring value to to an investor, Mm -hmm. start doing it, even if it's for free. Start helping out for free and you will see how much value there is that you're going to be the one bringing it up. Hey, listen, you don't want to be dealing with these tenants because look at what happened here. Look at what happened there and share your journey. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say.
0: <laughs> hey, I just want to point out, um, why did you approach Sakaya specifically?
1: Because he's posting stuff out there.
0: Because he's putting himself out there because he's yeah. built a reputable brand as an expert or someone that you at the very least you can rely on, yeah. right? You're out in Toronto. You want to find someone that you can trust. Who did you reach out to someone you can trust? And that's, that's branding right there. Like how, how do people know you when you're not around, you know, what do people say about you and an opportunity would literally fell on his lap, an opportunity to, to support you. And, and though it may have been just like doing a, you know, a transition for a couple tenants, but that right there was an opportunity for him specifically. He built that. He built that by, by, by the legwork that he put in, you know, um, prior. So uh, same thing. Like I I love everything you said and thank you so much. I I mean, um, I I definitely will send that e-transfer. Thank you for the endorsement. Um, (laughs) But no, we, we did not plan this. And and Wilson and Jess are just like a, a, a fucking perfect example of of what can be possible if you actually put yourself out there intentionally intentionally not just sharing some motivational you know instagram post or something like that or some video or posting a picture of you know you looking at properties like they're intentionally built a whole marketing plan on how to market themselves from 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 start to, from start to finish and look look at what they've accomplished already i mean it's only it hasn't been that long it's maybe less than 12 months and you got a bunch of new joint venture partners that's fucking amazing that's amazing i didn't even know i didn't even know man like congratulations like i i actually i want to give you guys a huge congratulations because you know it's it's showing that it works and 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 it's not easy don't get me wrong it's simple but it's not easy um so you guys have been really stepping outside of your comfort zone and just like and uh, and killing it so congratulations to you guys i I, I, i'm really happy for you
1: thank you thank you wayne
0: thanks for calling in man appreciate it the shit makes me feel really really good actually um uh uh because truth be told um Wilson and Jess are not the first people that we've, that we've shared, you know, this kind of information with. Um, I, I was trying to figure it out actually the other day the other day, how many people I've actually coached. Um, I lost count a long time ago. Cause some people we've coached for short periods of time. Some people we coach for longer periods of time. Um, some officially unofficially um, just over the years. And um, we've, we've had like the secret sauce and, and the, Um, the techniques and the strategies and stuff. And uh, though they weren't as organized before into like, you know, the full mentorship program that we have now um, they were all in little pieces and we'd share these, you know, these, these nuggets and these, and these, these strategies of people and uh, Wilson and Jess are like one of the few I'm, I'm, I'm not like, we're talking like maybe three or four people out of a hundred They're in this, they're, (laughs) there's not many people that have actually implemented it. And, and that's honestly just because of just everyone's fear of being judged, their insecurities. And, um, there's a lot of people that I thought, man, this, this, this girl's going to like, she's going to go places like she's got it. She's got the energy. It's kind of like when you're looking at prospects, you know, for the draft. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, this person's got the potential, but you know, do they have do they have the mind? You know, do they have the mindset for it? You know, what happens when, you know, when they're down a couple goals and there's only two minutes left? Like, how do they handle the pressure? How do they handle the pressure during an injury? You know what I mean? Um, when 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 scouts and and team managers are looking at you know players with lots of potential, lots of skill, they always they want to look at their mind game as well to see how they're going to handle the pressure. And I've seen so many people with lots of potential, the right attitude, the right grit, determination, ambition, but they don't, their head's not in the right space. And when things get hard, they quit. Or they huff and they puff and they start blaming other people or they start thinking, oh, this doesn't work. I'm going to take another course. I'm going to try something different. Um, So... Wilson, Wilson, and Jess, and and a a few, a few less than a handful of people are the only people that I've seen actually, really, truly implement it. But you, you can just see the level of success that you can have in a very short amount of time because of the opportunities that come to you, that come to you, and you not go to them. Anyways, thanks again, Wilson, for calling in. Uh, Cody has a question here. I've been pushing to have my first flip before the June date you set for us. Okay, so that was the date that we I, I I have to find it. And if you remember, Cody, just let me know. Um, it's in my calendar somewhere. I'm probably just gonna get a reminder on the day of. But things move slower than I want. Hopefully, our meeting with broker today should be close to final pre-approval. Um, yes, absolutely. And and if Cody, um there's there is so much I can share with you. Um, but I can't overwhelm you, um, like, um, how do I word this? I I promise you that if, if, if you hit a roadblock, there's lots of other options. Okay. There are tons of options. Um, so definitely, you know, start with your broker and see how that goes. If it doesn't pan out, then come back, you know, on Monday morning and let me know, hey, the financing didn't work out. Um, what other options do I have uh, for financing flips? Because um, definitely, definitely there's lots of options. But, you know, things, things do typically um, move slower. And that's why I tell people to move faster. waiting around for the right moments for the right month of the year, because we're going to be landing in January and I don't want to sell in January. So I'm going to wait until February to start looking for houses. The more time you waste, you do have to realize that when you get to that point where you make a decision and you try and move forward and you start putting things in motion, the people that you have to rely on to help you do that are significantly slower than you are because they're working on their schedule. So your brokers and your contractors and your lawyers and your home inspectors and your realtors and everybody in your team is not going to be. I, I promise you, you'll never be satisfied with everyone's um, with everyone's speed when you do get to it. So the the, the decision to to, to make uh, making the decision sooner is 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 is, is the best approach um, because I promise you, you're going to be delayed by other plenty of other people. Kirsten, going back to um, our comments earlier about uh, the this 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 the the seven fix and flips, she says so soon you'll be able to tell your contractor here's property number twelve, give it the Wayne special, you can hand it over in ten weeks later, and and I'll be all done and ready to sell. Legit, legit. I actually I that's that's the plan is to build a business where you can just like find the deal, so you have your team find you the deal. And you know, I go get the bank draft and I go sign at the lawyers for the, and I have to set up a financing utilities and all that stuff. There's a lot of things that I have to do. Um, insurance, I can't, I can't delegate that. So there's, there's, there's a few days of setting things up and then I need to go in there for half an hour to an hour with my contractors and, and just kind of walk through the property. Um, for the most part, yes, it is the Wayne special, same flooring, same railings, same paint, same baseboards, same kitchen cabinets, um, same handles, same shower fixtures. There are a few things that we need to do in, in, you know, in regards to the layout when we first get it, you know, opening up a kitchen wall, et cetera. What do we do with this addition on the back? Do we remove it or do we revitalize it? Those kind of quick decisions. Do we replace the roof? Do we replace the windows? Can we salvage this? So we normally have about a half an hour to 60 minute conversation. And then we give them the scope of work and they go. And then I check in from time to time. They send me messages from time to time to asking questions for quick yes or no answers. And then otherwise, we just wait for it to be done and sell it. That's a business right there, right? You're not supposed to be a supervisor. You're not supposed to be a lead hand. You're not supposed to be a manager. You're supposed to be a CEO and you're supposed to hire the right managers, supervisors, lead hands, technicians. Just scrolling through. Sorry, guys. Uh, I, oh, there was a question about the workshop. Yes, uh, the the advanced workshop for building your real estate investor brand is uh, online, so anybody can attend. Um, you need to register through the Eventbrite link. Um, it'll be in the show notes, plus you can find it in the real estate investing masters Facebook group, or if you really just for whatever reason, cannot find it, um, just send us an email at info at reimorningshow.com. We'll send you the link to register, but you have to register on Eventbrite in order to get the ticket. Okay, cool. Um, Uh, God dang it. So what happens when I start rambling? I, I don't get into other topics. Um, some of these might have to be pushed until, uh, Monday, but, uh, Sean asked this in the Facebook group there, the real estate investing masters, Facebook group. He had a, he had a question about, um, wondering if anyone adds any forms of mortgage insurance on their rental properties. Um, so he currently has job loss and disability insurance, uh, for his primary residence. Uh, however, just curious if anyone gets insurance on their rental properties. So there was a, there was a variety of, of answers to that from the community. And, um, for, for context, I figured I would just answer it on the podcast instead. So that way, um, It was more understandable. So, you know, mortgage insurance and, you know, insurance for like disability or job loss and stuff like that, it makes sense when it's your primary residence, because if you, um, if you are required to work in order to pay your mortgage and you're unable to work, therefore you won't have any money to pay your mortgage. So insurance, you know, I don't think there's a right or wrong of whether you should get it or not. It's just like, what's, what's your risk tolerance? um like what kind of insurance do you want in your life and do you need it um if if you don't have a backup plan for long-term disability and you won't be able to afford your mortgage payments or property taxes whichever um if you were disabled or unable to 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 work then yeah i would say you know it's your personal decision but I would say, get some insurance to cover your mortgage payments, right? Now that will, it is insurance just to cover your mortgage payments on your home. Right. And then there's like life insurance in the event that you die, right? Uh, A policy that is paid out to your dependents, whether that be your wife or husband or kids to ensure that there is money left behind for them in the events of your, um, you know, you can have short term, you know. Uh, I'm, not an, I'm not an insurance expert, but like you can have disability insurance, right? That would cover you um, a certain amount. Um, you can have um, life insurance that would pay, up, pay out just a, a large payout to your family, you know, say for $750,000. They get that payout, they pay off the homes. Now, now there's no longer a mortgage payment, and they've got a chunk of change that can kind of cover them for the next couple of years while they kind of refigure things out, right? Um, I mean, obviously, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is not going to get you very far if you were, you know, living off of eighty thousand dollars a year before from from your spouse's income, and now they're, you know, they passed unfortunately, and you've only got two fifty left. I mean, even with mortgage payments being gone now because you paid off your home, you know, you two fifty is not going to last you very long. Even if you live off of fifty thousand dollars a year, you only got five years. So You're going to have to figure out an alternative plan so um your your individual policy and, and your risk tolerance for something like an an unfortunate situation like that is is, is up to you. Um, talk to you know a qualified insurance broker, ask them what is a reasonable amount um, based on you know your life for most of us you know with rental properties, you know if your spouse, your surviving spouse is also running the business with you and you've got property management on it and you can they can continue to run your real estate investing business I mean. I think that they're okay. They have a business that's paying them every month, cash flow. Um, I don't, I don't think that you would need mortgage insurance to to pay off your mortgage. So, what you're doing is you're paying a premium every month. You're paying a premium in the event that you either pass away or you are disabled to the point where you can't work. You're paying a premium every month to protect you in that event, and if that does happen, the insurance company will pay out the remaining balance of your mortgage. They don't give you the full value of what your house is worth, they give you whatever is left on your mortgage. It's an insurance premium to cover the balance, okay? Just the balance of the mortgage. Do you think it's necessary? now the question you need to ask yourself in the event that you should, you know, should I be insuring my mortgages on my rental properties is that in the event that I die or I'm unable, I am disabled to the point where I cannot do anything. Do I want to pay a monthly insurance premium that in the event that those things happen, the insurance company will pay out my mortgage balances. It's um, the insurance game is like some of it makes sense. Like when, when you have your J-O-B, like make sure you got an insurance policy to, to, you know, to cover your spouse in the event that you die and you're the breadwinner. Make sure that you're taking care of your family. Okay. All it is is a big chunk of change that gets put into their account to make sure that they're taken care of after you die because they're relying on you. Insuring your mortgages for rental properties is like, I don't know, it's kind of like a lottery. You know what I mean? You're almost like betting on your life or your well being and paying a premium of that every month, say like 40 or 50 bucks, whatever it works out to be. I'm going to pay 50 bucks a month for the next 20 years. In the event that I pass away, then all of my mortgages will no longer be owed. And my family has debt free as a debt free portfolio. So you tell me if that's worth it for you, if that makes sense. But these rental properties are they're they're not your home; they're your businesses, they're individual businesses. And if the businesses are are, are you know doing well and they're cash flowing, and whoever your dependents are, they can continue to manage your business and operate it in a good way that continues to keep paying out cash flow. I don't think it's necessary. I think that it's, it's almost like, you're almost like gambling. You know what I mean? God, let's pay 50 bucks a month and worst case scenario, if I die, if I die, we're going to get a big payout. It's It's, insurance is kind of funny. You can get insurance on anybody. Like I can get an insurance policy on you. I can pay a premium every month. And if you die, I get a big chunk of cash. It's really fucking weird, actually. When I learned that as a teenager, it was like the weirdest thing ever. Um, <laughs> you can get an insurance policy on anyone. And it's like, it's when you think about it, like what it actually means is that like, um, I can get an insurance policy on on Wilson. Wilson's a really healthy guy, right? But I'm betting that he's dying before he turns 45. And if he does, I'm getting a big payday. Isn't that fucking weird? Insurance is fucked. It, it's, it's <laughs> Anyways, sorry, Wilson, I said you use you as an example because you're a good healthy, strong man, and uh, you happen to be the person that called today. But so, anyways, if you want to insure your properties, uh sure. Uh but I I think that it really depends on, you know, if if you're the if you're the sole, you know um owner of the business and your your family is not involved and you feel that that would be a huge burden and stress on on your family um then you can definitely insure the mortgages but you know eventually like whoever your your um I can't remember the word whoever is responsible for your um estate afterwards the the facilitator let's say this the word is facilitator um they still have to understand your business model and how to operate it and how to liquidate it in the event that you know your dependents they they want it liquidated um, or they're responsible for continuing to manage it until they can be divvied up so um first step i would recommend is is looking at you know speaking to, to a lawyer about like your estates and your will and, and and do some estate planning and then from there, make the decision whether you want to insure these mortgages in the event that something was to happen. That's my answer. Oh, okay. And Chris is in the comments here and says, my wife, Roxanne, is licensed to sell insurance. I probably just shit on the insurance company. I apologize, Chris, <laughs> the, the insurance industry. But um, you know what? I, I'm just not an expert. And I bet you if you have a conversation with Roxanne, she'll be like, no, Wayne's actually absolutely fucking up to lunch and he doesn't understand what he's talking about. But that's just my general understanding of insurance and why I don't have insurance on my rental properties. But I, I do have a life insurance policy. And my wife has, has one as well. Um, we did it when we were employees um, to kind of cover, you know, each other. But, you know, at the same time, I had a, I had a conversation with an insurance broker and I wasn't really asking the right questions at that time. I hadn't done any real research. I just turned 21 and got a job and someone told me I should get life insurance. That's the extent of the research that I did. And, uh, you know, like anything you should be, you should be doing your research before you commit to something like that. Um, Cody in the comments says I heard Walmart buys insurance and all their employees payable to Walmart. (laughs) I've heard of a lot of companies getting policies on their, on their employees. I don't know why. I don't know why. I wish I knew. Um, Robbie says, "Watch out, Wilson." Wayne's looking for a JV partner in the mafia. <laughs> I'm gonna get Wilson whacked <laughs> for the big insurance payout. Uh, <laughs> too funny, too funny. Um coming up on an hour. I might go over an hour because, uh, cause I don't gotta, I don't gotta get a kid to school or anything today. And, and Gabby's not here. So, um, one other question that I had, if you guys want to stick around, stick around. If you guys don't want to stick around, don't stick around. I'm enjoying myself. I still got a little bit of coffee left. I'm getting my flow now. So I'm feeling a little bit better. Um, someone, uh, sent me a DM and asked a question. Um, and I don't remember what the question was. I'm just reading through it real fast. Um, pretty basic one. Um, I've been following your Instagram for a few months now. And today I joined your Facebook group. Um, I was hoping to get some insight on how to purchase a home without any income behind it. What I mean by that is being a business owner in my first year um, to a bank, I have no income and wouldn't be able to get a loan. I was wondering if there's any creative ways around this. I do apologize if this isn't the correct channel to ask a question. Uh, no, totally, totally. Is, you know, you can send me. De- I mean, I'd prefer if you just came to the show uh, and asked a question um, as well. If you can't get in live for whatever reason, perhaps you're one of those weirdos who lives on the West Coast and it's a 5 a.m. show for you, uh, then. I would recommend uh, just emailing us at info at reimorningshow.com um, that's just a better way for me to organize all the requests and questions um, so if you're if you're self-employed and a bank won't touch you uh, for the first two years then I would recommend talk to a mortgage broker uh, you can definitely still get financing from B lenders okay B lenders will look at you. Um, conventional lenders won't. So you're going to have to talk to a broker to make sure that, you know, a broker who has, you know, lots of options in um, with different lenders. Um, B lenders will typically be more expensive and a little bit more money down. You know, you're probably looking at a minimum 25% down and the interest rates are about 3%, 4% higher than what you're normally paying uh, with conventional lenders. So you're probably sitting around six or 7% interest, but you know, if you were to maybe get like an open mortgage, something that you could, um, that wouldn't have a whole heck of a lot of penalties if you decided to refinance the next little while. If you're only like a year, year and a half away from getting your two years worth of statements um, required for most conventional lenders, conventional lenders wanna see if you're self-employed, they wanna see two years worth of T1s T1 generals, tax returns, so they can see you know, that you're consistently making money every year. Um, if you're only you know, a year or a year and a half away from having that, then go with the high. If you got a great opportunity for a deal, go with the high interest, 6 or 7%, big deal. And then in a year, year and a half, just refinance with the conventional lenders. Right, Go back to Scotia or TD or Manulife or ICIC, what is ICICI,
1: whatever the hell they're called.
0: Um, and ask them to refinance the property, get a new mortgage on it. They'll re they'll, you know, they'll re-qualify you all over again and, you know, pull all your information and whatnot and they'll get an appraisal on the house. But if you've got an opportunity and you want to get into it right now, get into it right now. Why not? Um, there's also other banks, um, outside of the normal channels that will look at you, um, Talk to a broker. Um, if there are some banks that will allow that will look at you know the last six months worth of statements. Um, if you're self-employed, they will just ask to see six months worth of business statements to see that you are making money steadily, and they might even qualify you based on that. So there's lots of um, there's credit unions as well um, that will qualify the business and not necessarily you, but they do want to see that you are working as well because you, with, with any time you buy a, a rental property through a corporation, uh, you are signing a personal guarantee as well. So they want to make sure that, you know, if you are sending a personal guarantee that you, if your business folds that you're going to take care of it, they want to know that you're actually making money as well, or that you, they want to see your net worth. So uh, lots of options. though. just talk to a mortgage broker. Um, just, just by the way that you, um, you stated that question. I, I I'm, I'm sorry if, it, if this comes across the wrong way, but I can tell that you haven't spoke spoken to a, a mortgage broker, so definitely speak to a mortgage broker who deals with investors. Um, there's tons in Alberta. I can give you recommendations if you guys send me an email. Um, um, some some I got lots of great recommendations recommendations. Uh, Jeremy says, it sounds like 6% interest rate might be the major banks in a few years. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, you know, the, the norm for a long time was between four and 5%. So we're just kind of making our way back up. Um, you'll start to notice rents will start going up as well to kind of offset that. Um, but you know, real estate's cyclical and that's, that's mortgages on real estate as well. Um, <laughs> I got one last story for you guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna squeeze this in. I was just gonna save it for Monday, but maybe I'll, um, you know, Monday or Tuesday. I might just have like a, I might have an update on this for you. But uh, we got an interesting, got an interesting letter. Um, actually, we got a letter months ago, but we never uh, received it because it was mailed to one of our rental properties, and our previous tenant um, didn't. Uh, didn't forward it to us. They just left it in the mailbox. So This, so this letter's been sitting in there for months. Uh, two letters. Two letters, actually. Um, we, got a, we got a letter from uh, a lawyer. Uh, we were served. And, uh, I mean, I don't know why they would serve it by, by mail, but... Um, please be advised. This is what we got. Please be advised that we have been retained by Mr. So-and-so in relation to personal injuries sustained in a dog bite incident, which occurred on December 3rd, 2021. We understand that this incident occurred at said address or X address, and you are the registered owner on title to the aforementioned property. Please immediately take this letter to your homeowner's insurance companies that they are advised of of a potential claim arising from the above incident. We trust the above to be in order. (laughs) So one of our previous tenants, which is fucking hilarious. I have to to start by saying these tenants own a dog training company in California. Okay. They went on all about how they train dogs for, um, uh, for police service. They train dogs for like, um, all different types of, you know, um, services, uh, like, you know, seeing eye dogs, those types of things. So they had a company in California. Um, and these guys were said to be experts on training dogs. Our dogs don't scratch. Our dogs don't bark unless we tell them to bark. Our dogs don't bite. Don't worry. Our dogs do everything we say. Okay. And apparently their dog bit someone on our property. And these were the tenants back in December. I don't know if you guys remember that we had a midnight move. Um, they had only stayed for like less than 60 days. They were not there very long. They kind of came in. Um, it was during the winter. Uh, that was one of those ones that like we just said, ah, screw it. We'll just do six months and just kind of see how it plays out. And we didn't want to be filling a vacancy when there was snow on the ground. So we took them in. We got everything that we needed from them, and then uh, they left with like less than two months. And uh, we find out now that and and they left like overnight. I got an email saying, "Hey, we're gone. Thanks." Like they were gone. We go down to the property and it's empty. Like, and pursuing them would have been extremely difficult because they they left and moved to Grand Prairie or something like that. But now we get a letter to find out that their dog bit someone, and then there's there's we're finding out that there might be um there might be a claim against them. So um the plot thickens with those people. And uh now because we're the title owners, now we gotta deal with it. So first thing we did was we um called our insurance broker and uh and uh and asked him, hey, like this is new, what do we gotta do? And he's like, well. Send me the letter, okay? And um, he said, "Also, did is it a requirement for you to get your tenants to get their own tenant insurance?" And he said, "Yes." He's like, "Do you require them to send you a copy?" He said, "Yes." We document and we file every tenant. He says, "Perfect. Send me that as well." So um, that's what we got on yesterday. Um, maybe it was the day before. Uh, we sent off the letter, we sent off the tenant's insurance, and uh, that, that should cover it. I mean, it depends. I mean, the policy's done now, but it happened during a certain period of time. So we hope that, that their insurance would cover that. Um, and that's what insurance you know, companies do is um, they'll check their policy, they'll check the other person's policy, and they'll fight over who's going to do the payout. But uh, I thought it was absolutely hilarious that these guys were like... they went out of their way to talk about how amazing they were with dogs and training them. And within, I'm gonna to have to check their lease, I haven't checked it, it was a little busy. Uh, but like within less than a month, their dog bit someone on the property, <laughs> to the point where they had to hire a lawyer <laughs> to, to, to get a claim. Um, it, it's is stuff they don't talk about uh, in, in seminars. And I think it's a it's, it's a really good um, it's a really good thing to point out is that um, when I talk about bandwidth, I talk about like how we don't want any more rental properties. This property is, is is normally for the most part like like you know we get people to fill our vacancies for us. Like we don't really work that hard um, in our in our rental rental portfolio business. Um, but this little shit right here you know what I mean? We received that, you know, we got a message. Someone sent us a screenshot of it, you know, they 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 took a picture of it and they sent it to us. In the middle of doing everything that we were doing, that came up and we stopped and we had to talk about it for like an hour. We had to make a call to our insurance broker. You know what I mean? That right there it eats up energy. It's not a huge issue. We laugh at it, right? But like what do I do? I start thinking back to who is that tenant? Who is living in their December? I gotta go into my 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 cloud and see who the lease agreement was. Um, You know, we gotta find out was it on the property? Are we responsible for this? How do we do this? Who do we call? What do we do? Right now, I gotta go find their tenant insurance policy. I gotta talk with their insurance broker again. Do I call this lawyer? How much is it gonna be? Is it is it gonna increase my insurance premiums? It's It's dumb stuff like that that just eats up you know, the, 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 the limited amount of energy that we have in the day. And, you know, had I not had that going on, maybe I could have came up with my next great business idea. You know what I mean? So that that's why we decided a, a, a specific finite amount of properties because we know that's how much bandwidth that we have in order to continue to run our other businesses and as well continue to grow and build other ones as well and help people if i was dealing with shit like this on every single property or 100 properties every day i would not have the time and energy to be able to help our mentorship program our mentees right so um, you got to make sure that you're intentional and you start from the with the beginning in mind and that's why we you know a couple of weeks ago we did that that friday live training session on on the five elements of fulfillment we start there and and then we reverse engineer that and build a roadmap an intentional roadmap onto exactly what it is that we want, exactly how many rental properties or exactly what we want our real estate investment business to look like and how much we want to pay ourselves so that we can live the life that we want to live every day. And dumb shit like that gets in the way of it. So you need to make sure that you're being very cautious as to the type of business that you're running and open and, and, and starting creating so that, the business that you create, which provides you the passive income to, prov- to give you the life that you want, that business doesn't actually go and fuck up you being able to do the things that you want to do every day. It's, it's like the snake eating itself. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 kind of frustrating. You know, we do this for passive income because we want it to be passive, but then you know the the, the business that we create that gives us the passive income actually takes away the freedom that we want that we are working so hard for. It's an endless cycle. So be very intentional about the business that you're creating and 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 don't just chase the fucking doors. Don't chase the properties thinking that I want 100 properties because Grant Cardone has 100 properties or I saw somebody on a webinar and they've got all these multifamily buildings all over Saskatoon and fucking Okotoks and, and on away. I want to be like that. I want to be fucking filthy rich. Yeah, but like why? If it's if it's if it's preventing you from actually doing the things that you want to do that fulfill you every day, is it fucking worth it? How many fucking success? I can't. I, I lost count of how many fucking successful people that I know that rapidly built their business up because they're absolute monsters, and then they sold it all and consolidated it all into like one little tight little portfolio that just pays them what they need because they realized all that extra work actually prevents them from being able to have a decent life. And they wasted so much time building it up, trying to get it so big and they missed out on opportunities and they missed out on on time with their family to build it up when they didn't need to build it up that big. Anyways, 15 minutes over. Um, Boy. If Gabby wasn't here every day, this would be a two hour show. Appreciate you guys um, joining in this week uh, and today Um, congrats to everybody who joined in for the first time today. Getting your ass out of bed at 6am is not easy in the beginning. Uh, but you know, build a routine, um, where you get up early and, and, and you, and you, and you listen to the right things early on in the day and you set yourself up right. And then, uh, go out and take some action every day. And, uh, that's all I got to say about that. But, um, we'll see you guys tonight for Friday Live Training. And uh, otherwise everybody have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday morning.
1: Thanks for listening
0: to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.